What's up, guys, and welcome to another edition of the MASL Beat. I'm your host, Jeremy Rika. Sorry I haven't uploaded for a while. It's been pretty crazy busy with coaching and the YouTube channel, as well as the other podcasts. Um, you know, I really want to make a good effort to bring you quality episodes every week. Today we're going to talk about two teams. Um, they're both in the same division, and I just want to talk about them and give you a general idea of how I think they're going to do and where they're going to finish in this year. Um, you know, obviously the MASL has a lot of competition that has potential to win the Ron Newman Cup. One of the teams that we're going to talk about is the Wave, who obviously won the Cup last year. And then we're going to spend some time talking about St. Louis. Now, both of these teams are good teams, and I think obviously everybody knows that Milwaukee's always going to be there. That's not really a secret. Um, Milwaukee is one of the these teams that consistently seem to do well, and they consistently bring in players that do well, and they keep their core players who do well every year. And I think that's one of the most important things when it comes to their success. And they have in my opinion, one of the best coaching staffs in the league. And truthfully, I don't think Giuliano got enough credit for what he accomplished with the Wave. Obviously, he was able to win the title this year with an impressive win against a quality Monterey side and you know when we went into that championship game I I really went into it thinking this could go either way and I knew Milwaukee had to score often in order to keep Monterey at bay and they did a good job and ultimately they did it the way they always do which was with quality defense and great offense. I mean, that's that's one of the things that separates Milwaukee from a lot of teams in this league. Um, you look at Milwaukee on both sides of the ball and they are so dangerous. You know, they, they're good defensively. They don't give up a lot of goals and... You know, they can score goals at an alarming rate if they really need to. I mean, there wasn't many times this season where I thought, you know, we don't we don't need to score goals to win. I mean, obviously, you have to score goals to win. So that never really crossed my mind. But at the same time, you know, we were not one of those teams who had to score a boatload of goals to win games because 
we had an off- uh, offense that could score, of course, but, you know, for me, it was more about what we were able to do defensively, and that was the remarkable part with us, you know. If you look through the archives of Milwaukee Wave teams, most of them are known for their offensive power, not exactly their defensive power. And I think that was really a big point of emphasis forward to Juliano this season or last season because he knew that, you know, in order to win games, you have to be good defensively. You can't just solely rely on your offense to win you championships. It is with the quality of teams that we have in this league and it's not just in the within that division but throughout the entire league if you look at the league as a whole it you can really tell that there's teams that can score goals at an alarming rate I mean it's just remarkable the amount of scoring that we see in this League, And I think, you know, we've come to expect that. You know, we know that you're going to score goals in indoor soccer. It's just part of the game. You expect to see many, many goals in the course of a game. I mean, there's not many games where you can legitimately say, wow, this is a defensive battle. I mean, nine times out of ten, When you go to a game in the Major Arena Soccer League, you go there knowing that you're going to see a lot of offense. And so for Milwaukee to do what they did defensively, that was more impressive to me than the offense. Because like I said, you know, I think with Wave teams, you always expect them to be able to score goals. I don't think that was... A surprise we knew going into last season that they had probably one of the best offensive firepower in the league. And that was true throughout the entire season. I think, you know, Milwaukee and San Diego were probably two of the best scoring teams that we had in this league last year. And to be honest with you, I don't think that's going to be much different this year. I think Milwaukee's going to be able to put points on the board. And, you know, I think we'll be just fine as far as that goes. Do I think it's going to hurt us losing um, Drew Ruggles as well as Ricardinho? I don't know. I, w- I would like to say yes, because, you know, anytime you lose two players of the quality of Ricardinho and Drew Ruggles, your, your team just isn't going to be the same. I don't care how good you are. But on the same token, Look at Milwaukee. They do well every year, no matter who is on their team. And I don't think it's going to be much different. I think we're going to have guys that 
score goals. I think we're going to play well defensively. And we have a great goalkeeper in Dash Nemos. And, you know, it makes your job as a keeper much, much easier when you have a good defense behind you. And, you know, of course, Josh had a great season. We know that I personally thought that he could have been goalkeeper of the year. And I think he should have been. I'm not taking anything away from anybody else. But it's just the way it is. And I could even be wrong. Maybe he did win goalkeeper of the year. I don't remember. To be fairly honest with you, you know, awards were given out quite a while ago, so I don't really remember if he did win the award. I apologize for not knowing that. Um, And if he did, it was very well-deserved, but if memory serves me correctly, I do believe Boris Pardo got goalkeeper of the year. And, again, I'm not taking anything away from what Boris did last season. Obviously, what he and the rest of the Sockers were able to accomplish, not just on the field, but attendance-wise, was pretty remarkable. And, I mean, obviously, the attendance had a lot to do with Landon, but I think, you know, even if you did not have Landon, I think, you know, people people know how good San Diego is. So it, it doesn't surprise me when I see good crowds in the San Diego because they are a quality side, and the same can be said for Milwaukee, I don't think anybody could ever argue with the fact that Milwaukee has one of the best crowds in the league. And, you know, for them to be able to win a championship at home last year was just so great for the city of Milwaukee. Um, Obviously, a lot of you know that I moved to Arizona about three months ago and you know I gotta be honest one of the few things that I miss about being in Milwaukee is being able to go to wave games because I I don't think enough can be said for Milwaukee I, I don't think much can be said for what they have been able to accomplished in the last 10, 15, you know, 20 years. I mean, there's a reason that they're the longest-running team in North American sports. Um, You know, they came around in 84, and, you know, here we are in 2019, and they're still very prevalent in the Milwaukee community. And that's hard to do, especially with the Bucks and, you know, another good quality team in the Admirals. But, you know, for 
for anybody that plays in this league, I think you have to go back and look at the fact that this isn't a sport that everybody is going to pay attention to. And that's why you see teams like Ontario or, you know, other teams in this league that just don't put up the attendance numbers that I think they should. I mean, at the end of the day, do do my opinions matter? No, not really. I'm just a fan. So, you know, I don't have any input or, you know, I don't have any influence on any of the teams in this league as far as bringing up attendance. But, again, that's why what Milwaukee has done is so unbelievably incredible. You know, they've been in the thick of things year after year. And I don't think next year will be any different. I I think you'll see the same team that you always see. You'll see a, a team that is able to score goals when they need to, and you'll see a team that gets compact on defense when they need to. And again, I cannot overstate this. It's extremely difficult to be good defensively in a league like this just because defense is one of those lost arts when it comes to winning championships for indoor soccer. Now I want to switch gears and talk about a team that I think has the potential to do really well this season. Um, They did really well last season. They came up just short of making the playoffs at Kansas City. And I wanted to talk about St. Louis. Um, I think this is a team that has definite playoff potential. Um, I have said to many people that I'm almost guaranteeing that they will make the playoffs. And to be honest with you, I stand by that. I think St. Louis has quality players. I think they're starting to put everything together. I think Everton and Jamie Swatter and Mark Linton have done phenomenal work with this squad. I think, you know, they were just a couple of results short of making the playoffs this season, but I certainly, certainly think they will make the playoffs next season. Um, You know, you're looking at a team that seems to get better every year, and two years ago, there was really nowhere for them to go but up. And to me, they've smashed expectations. You know, if if you would have said to a lot of people, hey, you know, St. Louis is going to be really close to making the playoffs this year, I don't think anybody would have believed you except for people that really know the game of indoor soccer. And, you know, St. Louis is not one of those things, or I'm sorry, one of those teams that you look at them and you say, yep, that's a playoff team. 
But they really are a playoff team. And like I said, they were a couple of results short of making the playoffs last year. And quite frankly, I think they have the quality of making the playoffs this year. And I think they will make the playoffs this year. I think undoubtedly they will make the playoffs this year. On paper, I think they are one of the best teams in their division. Um, You know, I look at it as, you know, yes, there is quality competition up and down that division. But I also look at it this way. You know, St. Louis was able to win a lot of games that I don't think a lot of people thought they were going to win that season. And, you know, you take some of those results and you flip them around. For example, losing to Florida and losing to Orlando, you know. Had they been able to win those games, even if they were able to steal one away from Milwaukee, I think they would have easily made the playoffs, but it just did not go their way, and Kansas City ended up beating them into that last playoff spot. And, you know, I just... I have nothing against Kansas City, but I truly thought that St. Louis was the wildcard team that deserved to go to the playoffs. And, you know, obviously it was really unfortunate for Kansas City to go up against Milwaukee in the first round because Kansas City had a decent squad, too. I think they were better than than St. Louis. Absolutely not. I I don't think that they had a better squad than St. Louis. I think St. Louis is extremely well coached. I think Everton has done a phenomenal job bringing in players that really mesh well together. And obviously, if they're able to put all of those pieces together. It, it's hard for me, and it should be hard for anybody else to say, this is not a playoff team. Um, you know, I, I heard a lot of people last year say that St. Louis wasn't a playoff team, and, you know, they were very inconsistent with their level of play and when you are in a division with teams like Milwaukee and teams like Kansas City and teams like Orlando you know of course it's going to be difficult for them to make the playoffs and you know do I think They'll make the playoffs next year. Yeah, I do. Um, Obviously, I can't guarantee anything because I don't know. I mean, only, only the players can decide if they make the playoffs. If they can alleviate those silly mistakes 
and they can play the brand of soccer that they are capable of, they're going to be extremely difficult to beat. I don't care who plays them. If they play the quality that I know they're capable of, they will make the playoffs. I mean, does the fact that Florida stack their team this year make a difference? Absolutely. I will not even say that it doesn't because it really does. And, you know, I I said before, I think that Florida is going to be a difficult team to beat. Do I think they're going to be better than St. Louis? I don't know. I mean, I don't think so. I think St. Louis takes that spot. But, you know, you can't help but look at that roster in Florida and just say to yourself, wow, if they can put everything together, they're going to be amazing. And it's absolutely true. If if Florida is going to be able to put everything together and they gel the way that they're supposed to, they will make the playoffs and say the worst won't. Do I think Florida is going to make the playoffs? If I had to give you an answer, no. I I don't think they will because sometimes when you put too much talent in one place, it has the opposite of what you're trying to accomplish. And so for me, I think that kind of gets in the way a little bit as far as Florida goes when it comes to making the playoffs. I Again, I, I cannot stress enough how well Everton and Mark Linton and Jamie Swatter and the rest of that crew have done in the last couple of years. I mean, come on. This is a team that was coming off of a one-win season. And to go from that to having an okay record to almost making the playoffs, you can't help but say everything good there is to say about this coaching staff because they have they've done absolutely unbelievable. And, you know, you talk to a lot of the players and the a lot of the coaches and, you know, clearly they were disappointed that they did not get that playoff spot last year and Kansas City did. And, you know, I think they come into this season with a chip on their shoulder because I think, you know, in their minds, they should have made the playoffs. But unfortunately, when you play a sport, the only... The only people that can decide that outcome is you. And I think, you know, St. Louis has to go into this upcoming season and just say to everybody, look, that good season we had last year was not a fluke. Wait till you see what we did this year. If they can do that, they are going to be very difficult to beat. I think, I honestly do think it comes down to 
St. Louis and Florida for that final playoff spot. I think Milwaukee wins that division, and I think, you know, whoever has the unfortunate task of playing Milwaukee in the playoffs, I think they're in a lot of trouble. I think they're in a lot of trouble. You know, again, St. Louis is one of those teams that, you know, if they can put it together, which I don't think they're going to have a problem doing just because, you know, St. Louis has done phenomenal these last couple of years, and I think they're on the threshold of something really good. And, again, if they can put all those pieces together they're going to be a legitimate playoff contender. And if they do make the playoffs, I don't want to play them. If I'm any team that's lucky enough to make the playoffs and St. Louis is in the playoffs right there with all these other teams, I don't want to play them because they're going to be dangerous. But they have to... If they get a lead at halftime, they have to be able to keep that lead. And they they have to be willing to get better defensively and stop giving up silly goals. And if they're able to do that, they are going to be really, really successful. And hopefully you see them in the playoffs next season. That's it for me, guys. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Tune in next week when we talk about two more teams. Um, Like I said, my plan is to go through every single team throughout the course of this uh, podcast because, you know, the season hasn't started yet. So I just wanted to give a prediction on where I thought St. Louis and Milwaukee were going to be and we will probably talk about Orlando and maybe Florida or maybe Kansas City I haven't decided yet but thank you so much for listening if you haven't done so already please give me a follow this stream is available on seven seven different platforms. You can also check out my other podcast, Coach's Corner at Jeremy Rika. I'm sorry, Coach's Corner with Jeremy Rika. Um, You could also check out my website, www.coachrika.com. Thank you all for listening. I appreciate it so much. And I will see all of you next week. Bye-bye.